Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. 392-8255 email as Russell at WRUF.com and Facebook Live us a question. If you're tuned in that way, shoot us the question and Miss Bree will pass it along here on this windy Wednesday. Well, <clears throat> I tell you what, I think I work pretty hard, but my next guest works harder. You see her all over the place football, gymnastics. Fine bomb, basketball. Uh, I'm sure if they had uh, uh, squash on the SEC, you'd probably see Laura doing it. But uh, Laura Rutledge is here from the SEC Network. We're going to talk a little spring football and maybe a little basketball today, too. How are you, girls? Good to have you back. I'm great. Trying to survive a snowstorm that's supposedly coming to Bristol. And you know, I am a Southern girl through and through. So trying to figure this out, trying to figure out how to drive and navigate the snow. It hasn't come yet, but I, it's supposedly on the way. Um, so I'm, I'm wishing I was in Gainesville right now. Yeah. And you know, I come from that. So I know precisely what you are speaking of. Um, <laughs> this spring, Laura, is going to be interesting in our league because there are so many new coaches you know, so many new programs that are, you know, rebooting, if you will, with a new coach. I imagine just from our world, that's going to be a little bit exciting, too, because there's going to be a lot of different storylines around our league. Oh, it, totally. And I think you mentioned it with the new coaching. Uh, you think about Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. You've got Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. He's certainly got a tough task ahead of him. They're just, I mean, Moorhead at Mississippi State. Obviously, Dan Mullen at Florida, there are so many of these new coaches, and, and we are seeing truly the ushering in of a new era in the SEC in college football. And so this is the beginning of it, and, and I think we're going to know a little bit. You never want to make too much out of spring football, right? But we're going to know a little bit about what these teams truly are going to look like and what the identity of their programs are going to look like through spring practice and in some of these spring games. I'm fascinated to see how these spring games play out and, and what ends up happening. And then you, you look at the league, and it's hard to imagine anybody's going to really realistically be able to compete with Alabama and Georgia for an SEC title and maybe even a national championship beyond that or at least a spot in the playoffs. So I do think that we'll see the dominance from the top from those two schools, but we'll also see a lot of new interesting things from everybody else. Let me play uh, sort of devil's advocate, Laura, with your Alabama-Georgia thing, which I do agree with. But Georgia lost an awful lot defensively, but we all know what Kirby Smart's forte is. Do they have the pieces in place to replace the, you know, the Roquan Smiths and people like that where they won't miss too much of a beat? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you start with the quarterback position for them. And, yeah. and you've got Jake Fromm, who, you know, got experience that you could never replicate as a freshman and almost won a national championship as a freshman quarterback. He would have gone down in absolute folklore. I think he should anyway, just with his performance last season. And then Justin Fields coming in, who's supposed to be even better than Jake Fromm, which doesn't have the experience. But my goodness, they're so deep at that 
incredibly important position. You're not going to replace a Roquan Smith. They do have plenty of talent that they've recruited quite well. And I think on the defensive side, you at least say a tone is set by Kirby Smart in practice, in spring. That's sort of what he did even year before this past year when you started to see Georgia play some teams close although not quite get the win, then, of course, last year was their revenge tour. I think he sets that tone, even if they don't have a lot of experience. But you're right. I mean, there are some teams in the East that could get them. Florida, certainly, you've got to think is going to be significantly better. And if Dan Mullen can kind of overachieve a little bit, I don't think people should expect too terribly much out of the first season, although I do think they'll be a much better, much improved Florida Gators team. And then, I mean, even a team like South Carolina, Will Muschamp continues to prove people wrong there with what he's done. Of course, you got Jake Bentley coming back. They have some talent as well. So I would I would say that you're right on Georgia in the sense that they're replacing a lot, but I think it's a most crucial position. They still have a ton of depth and a little bit of experience that can be incredibly valuable. Let me go to Jimbo Fisher. I mean, obviously, Florida State declined a lot in his last year there, partly because of injury. But look, they ran Kevin Sumlin out of town and a guy who won – eight or nine games, the athletic director certainly made it clear it's not just SEC championship. We want national championships. So he doesn't have a very long string to produce, does he? Yeah, I think you brought up a really good point there. If you just look at wins and losses, the records of these two schools last year, and you look at what Kevin Sumlin did, and I mean, they were a team that you know, got some pretty big wins. It wasn't good enough by the standards of Texas A&M. And then, you know, Jimbo Fisher, on the other hand, you're right, injuries factored in, but they didn't have that many injuries. So you kind of say, okay, somebody had a much better record and was run out of town, although compensated quite well for being run out of (laughs) town. That's true. How true, Uh, yes. Jimbo Fisher was then compensated even triple that or whatever it may be. Uh, but, but yeah, I think the pressure is on for Jimbo. And I saw him at the national championship, and you could feel even at that point just how he was, you know, understanding and comprehending that pressure and trying to then figure out what's he going to do because you're talking about a culture change. And I think what's interesting about Texas A&M, they're known as a team of finesse players. That's been their deal under Kevin Sumlin. These guys that are so flashy, that look like getting off the bus, they're going to be such a tough matchup. And then, frankly, a lot of times looked like they were a little bit soft and didn't play the type of football, the brand of football that's crucial in the SEC and and definitely crucial in the SEC West if you're going to make hay against teams like Alabama and LSU. And, and, you know, I just think that trying to change a culture that quickly is going to be difficult uh, for Jimbo Fisher, but he's made a lot of changes fundamentally for them, just even from a staff perspective and working on ways to differentiate from what they were doing before. Um, but I do think that, that that you're right. I mean, the expectations are going to be incredibly high. How are they going to live up to that? And, and here's the thing, Steve, A&M fans are not patient fans. No. And, and I don't think there's any fan base that is, right? Because <laughs> every fan wants their team to be the best. But A&M fans are going to get very impatient, especially with that large paycheck. I don't know what's going to be good enough for them. I'm actually doing the A&M spring game. I'm going to be fascinated to see what they look like uh, under Jimbo Fisher. Uh, you know, when you look at Alabama, you, you just keep thinking they they keep losing all this talent, and one of these years they're going to drop, but they don't, and yet they've lost a lot of talent. When you look at them, Laura, are they still the prohibitive favorite in the league? 
I think they have to be. And and you're right. I mean, at some point, it's like when when does that run out? And and you don't use the word luck because it's not luck. I mean, what they went through last season with losing their entire linebacking core to injury after already the previous year losing so many players from one of the best defenses all time in college football. It's incredible. Like Nick Saban, I don't believe will ever win another national championship that will be more difficult to win and through more dire circumstances than what happened uh, this past season at Alabama. You you think about losing a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick, who is incredibly valuable in so many ways, so versatile, can play every position in the secondary. That's a tough loss. I mean, that's somebody that you're not replacing really in a decade. I mean, he's he's a once in a many years type player and type leader on that team. But you look at the quarterback position once again, and they've actually got a big dilemma on their hands because what do you do? you got Tua Tungavailoa, who did have a thumb injury. We'll see how long he's out from that. Uh, but showed incredible heroics, for one, in the national championship game and also showed one of the prettiest passing arms we've seen in college football, maybe in football in general in quite some time. you got to play that guy. And then you've got Jalen Hurts, who's 26-2 and two all time. So what do you do with that guy, right? So they do have dilemmas from a depth perception perspective that they're going to have to sort out and and I think we could potentially see Alabama play two quarterbacks I know people are like oh really you know is Nick Saban really going to do that he may have to how are you going to hold on to both of these players god forbid somebody gets hurt you need depth at that position so to me that may be the biggest dilemma for Saban uh, this spring as opposed to maybe even just filling the holes of some of these defensive players and some other players that they lost Uh, one thing that I don't think is being talked about enough with Alabama though is the fact that running back Damian Harris is coming back this Mm -hmm. year. He is so valuable in so many ways. He is their team leader. He's an offensive leader. He understands the the playbook better than anybody. And with changeover constantly at that offensive coordinator position, once again, you know, you're dealing with it. And he's somebody who, you know, understands this system, understands what needs to happen. and, And I believe he's an underrated, valuable tool that they have on their team. Laura Rutledge, SEC Network, our guest today, talking some SEC spring football. Laura, I'll leave you with two things. We we just saw the worst-kept secret in the league, Butch Jones being uh, an analyst now for Alabama, much like Mike Loxley was and some others. But Pruitt at Tennessee, how bare is it, was it, when Butch Jones left? How big a rebuilding mm-hmm. job does he have? I think people need to be patient with him. And, and that's a tough ask, too, because Tennessee fans are like, no, we've been patient for a long time. You know, we had a chance to win the East here the last couple of years and, and weren't able to get it done uh, last few years, actually. And, uh, you know, we're just we're just looking at a situation where I would say if he can turn it around in two years' time, that's almost miraculous uh, because you're competing against Georgia. You're competing against Florida, Alabama, obviously, Auburn, all these all these schools for the same players. You know, at some point, somebody's got to believe in Jeremy Pruitt and, and go there to, to play for him or at least believe in Tennessee. And Tennessee football just hasn't been what it once was. So I think there there's an uphill battle there, but I, I absolutely believe that Jeremy Pruitt will make them competitive. And, and I do think we'll see a change, uh, at least in the way that they approach playing games. I mean, there were times last year where there were plenty of questions about what was going on in the locker room. I would imagine that a lot of that will be shored up and fixed. And at least from the standpoint of rebuilding, I mean, if the cupboard's bare, which it, it is pretty much, that's 
ground level rehabilitation that needs to be fixed whatever was going on within the team and and i think a lot of it had to do with just outside noise about butch jones's job okay now they got a new coach he's a great recruiter he is an excellent game plan type guy um and people are just going to have to say all right let's give it over to him and let him see what he can get done and hopefully for tennessee it happens sooner rather than later uh, my last <clears throat> my last question is two-parter um Look, you, you went to school here. You know the culture of this place. So does Dan Mullen. So does John Hevesy. So does Billy Gonzalez. And we've already seen some of the physical transformation in the weight room that Nick Savage has done with those mat drills and, you know, a lot of what Urban had done here. Uh, so the turnaround, I think you're right about the expectation, but if you look at their schedule – you know, their most difficult road game is Mississippi State and it, Tennessee, but they're rebuilding. And you get LSU here, you know, Georgia and Jacksonville. Could there be more success for Florida than maybe some people think there might be? That's question one. And then, Laura, question two is our friend Jim McElwain. You know, he's at Michigan now. Can he resurrect his career at Michigan? Hmm. Uh, well, first of all, in Dan Mullen, I mean, I believe that Florida has a path, and Dan Mullen has an opportunity to make an incredible statement in his first year of coaching at Florida. Here's the thing about Dan. He's well-experienced in this league. Yep. He knows it incredibly well. He knows Florida very well. As you mentioned, he will continue to recruit well, and I believe he's somebody that comes in and makes an instant impact. Love him or maybe you don't love him, you are going to have to play hard for him. He will not take anything less for an answer and so I do think that you know if you look at opportunities that Florida even had last year at times despite issues at the quarterback position and things of that nature there were times where maybe if there was a little more try or a little more effort we would have seen different outcomes in some of these games so I do think the foundation being laid from a weight room standpoint is huge I mean you look at what he did with with Mississippi State Mm -hmm. players who you know were not heavily recruited by other teams, came there, were developed. To me, that's what's most attractive about what Mullen brings from a coaching standpoint. And you're right with the schedule. Uh, who knows? Here's what I will say. They cannot afford to lose those gimme games. And there's no gimme in the SEC, right? But you're right. A down Tennessee, you know, opportunities on the road at Mississippi State. Can they beat Nick Fitzgerald when Dan Mullen knows him so well? Maybe they can, right? Uh, so I, I think there are chances that they just can't afford to squander. And then as for Jim McElwain, you know, I do believe he can rehab his career. I think Florida just wasn't the right fit for him. I think he could be a good head coach somewhere else. And, and to get the opportunity to rehab and show what he does best, which is really from an offensive standpoint, what allowed him to have an opportunity as a head coach at Florida, um, Get him in the right place. Get him in the right culture. You know, and that that's just what, what I think we'll see happen for him. I believe he will coach again as a head coach, and uh, hopefully next time around he'll find a better fit for him, and the school that he ends up with will do the same. Always a pleasure having Laura with us, uh, talking especially uh, SEC football spring. Uh, get the warm jacket, and let's hope that Nor'easter does not does – not, uh, Get uh, too bad up uh, up in the Connecticut. Derail me. <laughs> <laughs> Good talking to you, girl. Thank you as always. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thank you. She is as nice as she seems to be. She's really, really. We're really proud of her here, obviously. And uh, Laura Rutledge does a great job. SEC Network. 
120. Time check brought to you by Hayes Prestige Jewelry. With the answer is always yes, we will open phone lines, uh, Facebook Live, email. Let's talk some sports here on Sports Scene.